raging, raging. I should have been top. I deserve to be top after that. Should we rock into news? Yeah, fucking let's do it. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Sometimes that is better. Look at me, Damien. (laughs) Sarah, bloody. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a title one good scare, huh? What an excellent day for an exorcism. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Hello, welcome to Horror Movie News. That helps if no, I tell I'm you... I'm still in a mood. You're still in a mood. It helps if I say who I am as well. Hello, welcome to Horror Movie News. My name is Scott. You're not playing. No, no I'm in a mood. I'm in a proper uh, mood. Uh, anyone who's not listened to the episode of Horror Movie Review, uh, we're recorded right after the um, listeners and former guests royally bent Mark over and shafted him. With the hardest. You're not kidding. <laughs> there, there was absolutely no lube was required. They went in dry. Was, yeah, savage. Absolutely <laughs> savage. And I thought people liked me as well. And I feel betrayed by you all. The thing is, they do like you. And I think it's because they like you. Like, all those questions that it was them all getting their own little laugh. So, like, you had loads of Halloween 4 questions. You had Buffy questions. You had a fucking Twilight question. And you got it right. So now I need to ask you another question on this episode. Mark, <laughs> are you Team Jacob or are you Team Edward? Where do you sit? I'm Team Edward. Let's move on. Wow. Okay, so you and Heather are both... I thought you expected anything less. I thought you were going to go for, like, Team Jacob, because he's warm and you like cold places. I thought it'd kind of work for you. No, he's always vampire over werewolf, surely. I don't know. I don't know. I quite surely, like the... Idea. Surely, it's fine. Surely. Uh, let's just excuse the fucking Twilight nonsense and let's have yeah. a serious conversation about vampires and werewolves right now. If we're surely talking... vampire over werewolf. If we're talking movies, yes. If we're talking sexual partner, I quite like the idea of a female werewolf just, like, ragging me about and throwing me around. You do realise there is a thing called zoophilia which falls under that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to have sex with an animal. I just like the idea of a strong woman, like, picking me up and throwing me across the room. Oh, so you want a Hulk, is what you're saying? Oh, yeah, She-Hulk, perfect. 100% in for that. <laughs> Uh, dude, never mind your sexual fantasies. I mean, on a serious level, it's always vampire of the well, surely. Uh, yeah, but I as a superior. Yeah, I, I, I'm a vamp. I think vampire movies, fact, definitely better. Werewolf stories, I don't think ever. I don't think I've seen a werewolf movie where it's fleshed out enough to be good. The law's not clear enough, like it is with vampires. Not even just that, but the simplicity of it. What would you rather be, a werewolf or a vampire? Oh, for Eternal me to be. life, whether you go for a night or whether you just turn into a freakish fucking dog who pisses up a tree every full moon, what are you going to go for? Oh, I would be a vampire. And I've had this conversation. Me and Lisa were talking about this a little while ago. And it was like, if it, if vampires were a thing and they were real and one turned around to you and said, I can make you immortal, would you go for it? I was like, yes, in a heartbeat. And Lisa's like, I wouldn't, because you'd watch everyone die around you. I said, yeah, you would, and probably for the first 400 years, that'd be really hard, but you'd reach a point where that just become a thing, like putting your shoes on. You'd just be used to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
I'm down for being a vampire. Any vampires listening? 400 years. Dude, I'd get over like the first 10, 15 years. <laughs> you heartless bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> 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 ah, 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 yeah, there's me going 400 years because Lisa <laughs> listens to the show. Can clearly tell Mark's wife is not a listener to the show. Yeah, I'd fucking tell her. I'll tell her. <laughs> tell her if straight. I had the choice. Yeah, if I had the choice, yeah. But the thing is, though, which Immort- sort of... Immort- immortality, or be married to my wife for the next 40 years. You can have both. If you're I immort- can have both, yeah. Yeah. Um, on a separate note, though, what vampire would you be? Would you go, like, the long-cloaked, like, proper vampire that you see in, like, Anne Rice movies or, or Anne Rice books or, like, Dracula? Or would you be, like, Lost Boys vampire caked in leather? No, I'd be what we do in the shadows, vampire. You don't okay. watch what we do in the shadows, do you? No. Oh, dude, you need to. You need to. It's the most amazing show on it, the planet. It, I think I would be like Nicolas Cage in the trailer for Renfield. That's the, that's how I would be. I would have the the pimp stuff and the like fluffy coat and shit. I would be full down for the whole look, and yeah, I'd go. I'd go really wild with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be the most elegant motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. Like, you've been around 400 years, you're loaded. You have an endless supply of money. If you've been on the planet for 400 years and you haven't worked out how to be the richest person on the planet, you're a fucking idiot. You don't deserve to be a vampire. Yeah. So any vampires listening who are poor and currently suffering with the energy crisis, shame on you. Yeah, exactly. Shame (laughs) on you. Uh uh, we, we've got a little bit off topic. How's your week been? All right. Yeah, not been so bad. Not been so bad. It's Valentine's Day. Oh, it's just been Valentine's Day. Yeah. When does this come it's out? Just been Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, it has just been Valentine's Day. Did you have a good day? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We, we we've recorded this before <laughs> Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Uh, have you got any, <laughs> You got anything planned? Yes. Yes. Me and my wife. Um, we. I have a two and a half year old and we have not ever had a night to ourselves since she's been born. She's not slept over anywhere. She's not been anywhere. She's literally lived in our house under our roof with us every day, every night for the past two and a half years. And this weekend or that, this is so fucking married. Don't, don't complicate it. This weekend. This weekend, that weekend, yeah, she is um, going to stay at her nanny's for the night. So she's going to the mother-in-law's, she's sleeping out, and we have the first night ever to ourselves. Um, oh, that's really nice, because she's going to have a little brother or sister in nine months' time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're just going to eat pizza, we're going to go to bed early, and we're not going to set our alarms, and hopefully not wake up at half four in the morning. That'd be nice. I don't know how many of our listeners yeah. have young kids, but like I am up every day at five at the latest. And like even on like on a Sunday morning, I'm up at five and like milling about with the kids and like doing stuff like, oh, come on, let's go get you some breakfast. Let's go do your teeth. Let's get you dressed. I will give mummy a lay in. Let's go for a walk, all that kind of shit. And yeah, See, I don't mind it on a weekend. I don't mind it on a weekend because the weekend's fine. Like, but when I have to get up at five midweek or half four midweek, knowing I have to go to work at eight o'clock, like I'm up for like four hours, even before I even start my working day. Yeah, anyone who follows like, on, 
on Instagram will see the the times that I start posting stories. It's normally like half five, six o'clock. Yeah. But like in a weekend, it's great. I don't mind it on a weekend because it's I get the most out of my weekend. We get up early, we'll watch a little bit of Saturday morning TV, we'll have some breakfast. We'll be out of the house by like fucking seven o'clock in the morning to the coffee shop. We'll go for a coffee and then we'll go for a walk in the woods and you know, it's great. And then we'll come back down and we'll have our Saturdays through town and all the rest of it. it it's fantastic. But on a weekday, it's not cool, man. It's not no, cool it when I have to go to work in like six hours time. <laughs> I spent <laughs> six hours playing fucking dollies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it well, breaks a man. It, so it to, does break a man. It, it does. So two and a half, your go-to TV at the moment is shit like Coco Melon. No, we don't do Coco Melon. We <clears throat> we're doing Julia Donaldson, and I'm trying to I'm trying to reintegrate stuff that I watched when I was a kid. <clears throat> um, one of the ones that we started on at the moment was Podding to Peas. Do you remember Podding to Peas? Down at the bottom Down of the, the garden. Yeah, the yeah. Garden. Yeah, I the birds and the bees. I live yeah. a lot of little people, and they have. So we're doing that at the minute. So we're doing Podding to Peas. Oh, El Nombre. Do you remember El Nombre? Uh, El vaguely. Nombre. Yeah, it was like that little puppeteer squirrel, and he'd come down with like the Zora mask on. He'd be like, Oh, Misa Nil Nombre, Mina know how to count. And then El Nombre <laughs> will do like a little dance in the, they'll do a little dance in the sand. Please do an El Nombre story when this episode comes out, <laughs> just so everybody can see what I'm talking about. Th- this episode is like soundbite gold. I've got you singing the Ponytin Peas <laughs> and El Nombre. This is amazing. Well, El Nombre was really good. And then, and then what he does is like, so there's this little squirrel to the side, and he's like, Oh, Mr. Elenombre, I do not know how to count, but I have a two presents to wrap for my friends, but I do not know how to write the number two. And then El Nombre, this little squirrel, will dance in, he'll dance in the sand and he'll do, he'll draw the number two, but he'll do it like while he's dancing. So he's shuffling in the dancing, will like dig up this dust to create it. And he'll be like, and then he'll like, he'll do the number two in it. Mate, you have to put El Nombre it, in your story it, when it comes out. I'll put it in my... I'm going to say it now. El Nombre sounds borderline racist. It sounds very... Oh, yeah, it probably is. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, very bad. It's very bad. Apologies to anybody who hasn't seen it. It's, it's very dated. But still, I grew up watching this, and then he'll fly off and be like, Hey, you, a little boy, you can now account to number two. El Nombre is, he... is here to save the day. And then he'll swing off like Zora on a rope off into, like, the Mexican You're... skyline. He sounds very, very similar to Mario. It's a me, it's a Mario. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but Mexican. Mexican Mario. <laughs> He's a Mexican Mario who works with numbers. <laughs> Excellent. He's Mario's accountant. Mario's the plumber. He's the accountant. <laughs> oh, man, we are supposed to be talking horror. Please, can we stop doing this right now? Because I'm getting myself wildly off topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, OK. I- I'm going to go first and I'm going to say that I there's a bit of news this week that made me so like, oh, I, I don't know if I was angry or just disappointed. I think I was more disappointed. Um, I don't know what you did. I, I know what you did last summer. Legacy sequel with Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt coming back. First of all, what are they going to call this? I still know what you've done in the summer of 97. What the fuck? This is the worst I idea so we've ever. Got, so we've got two. So we've got, I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. And then we've got uh, the third one, which didn't have Jennifer Love Hewitt or Freddie Prince Jr. This was a separate story, which was, I'll always know what he did last summer. And in that, he was a ghost. 
Yeah, and then we also had, I know what you did last summer, the TV series, which lasted a season and got binned because it was diabolical. I don't know how, whether, was that a fresh story? Because I didn't watch it, I didn't give a shit. I'm assuming uh, that was a fresh sort of remake yeah, story. Yeah, I, I watched the first episode, laughed to myself and switched it off. Uh, if I'm honest, I just don't think this, I don't think this franchise is strong enough to be rebooted. I do. I think the story is great. I think the concept's phenomenal. And I think this has scope to be outstanding. The original story that it's based on is a lot better than the films that came out. Um, the idea that they feel that bringing back the two worst actors and actresses in Hollywood to fucking sail this ship was a good idea just shows how much credibility that this fucking film has. Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. What a fucking terrible actor that guy is. The only only good role he ever gave us was Fred in Scooby-Doo. No, even then he was still terrible. He was not Fred. He was just Freddie Prince Jr. in a blonde wig and a white shirt. The dude's a dick. And I say that strongly. He's a dick. And I hope you're listening, Freddie. I don't like you. Don't like your face. <laughs> Freddie, I if don't you... want you to come back. Stick to retirement. It suits you. Freddie Prince Jr., if by some miracle you have listened to this, <laughs> please, please, please call the show because nothing would make me better, make me feel better than having a message in a couple of weeks to play to Mark and it be you. The thing is as well, like his wife's just made a return, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. She's just come back on a new TV series. Uh, They're yeah. both supposed to be retired now. So like she's obviously doing this and it's been very successful and rightly so because she's a great actress. So he's been like, oh, well, if you're doing this and maybe I should do something. Uh, oh, what did I do that was quite successful? Oh, I did. I know what you did last summer. Oh, jinkies. Maybe I should do that again. <laughs> and then this is probably how that's probably how this whole started. So he's doing that again. And to be honest with you, where's Jennifer Love Hewitt been? Where has she been? And what has she done other than these two films? Uh she was in a movie with Jackie Chan called The Tuxedo, which I watched with the kids yeah. the other day. Very funny. No, exactly. This this is not a good idea. It, and the fact that they're bringing these two back and announcing it like it's a thing is like You'd be lucky to get this picked up by fucking the worst streaming. What's the worst one? What, what did Terror Train get released on? That new Terror Train film? That came uh, Hulu, I think. Yeah, you'd lucky to get this released as, a, as an exclusive to Hulu. The stupid Hulu. thing is, this will get a theatrical release and it will ride the waves of Scream exactly how I know what you did last summer in 97, rode the wave of Scream that come out in 96. It'll be exactly the same again. Terrible, terrible idea. I'm not supportive of it whatsoever. I like, and the thing is as well, I say that and I'm bashing these two people and I'm bashing these films, but I love I Know What You Did Last Summer and I even love I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. I think they are two of the most enjoyable slashes of that era. They're not very good. No, they're they're, enjoyable films. The only thing that's good in the second one is Jack Black playing the most racist character ever put to screen as he plays a (laughs) rascal. Oh, man, I'm just trying to smoke this weed, man. <laughs> and then he gets a hook through the jaw. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, again, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like just no, just no to it. 
Like, I, I, I like the first two, and I quite happily like the first two. Yeah, the first one was that's okay. All I've got. I, I haven't yeah. got anything else to add to that. That's, that's no. it. I like the first two, because no. that's where it needs to stay. Yeah, um, going on to another sequel. So Constantine 2 was announced, and then DC decided they were going to reboot everything and throw everything in the bin. They brought on James Gunn to completely revamp everything. Um, James Gunn has confirmed that Constantine 2 will continue with Keanu Reeves. And after talks with Keanu, he's not going to be, I think they call it a DC legacy movie, which is like a standalone, which Swamp Thing is going to be. Um, Constantine is going to be part of the DC universe, which means he may appear in other DC movies. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah, but you see, the thing is with this announcement, they've got the, they've called it DC's other world. Or yeah, that's like it. That, or yeah. Outer world or something like that. So basically, your things like the Joker, um, the, the Batman, jo- the Joaquin Phoenix, the Batman, they all live in other world. Yeah. They're not going to have any tyings or any connections to the DC universe. So they're going to have the DC universe, which is going to have their own Batmans, it's going to have their own jokers and then you can have this dc other world which is going to basically give the freedom to still have standalone stories such as joker and the batman and it's not be incorporated to, to anything that james gunn's doing they'll still be under his umbrella and they'll still be under his watch but i think yeah. if that's the case and i think if constantine falls under that category and under that umbrella of the other worlds no it doesn't it's it going to be self-contained no, it doesn't. It falls in the DCU. It is in the universe. This is going to be something that's tied into everything else. Oh, so this could then be you could on have screen with Ezra Miller's Flash. Yeah, or Superman or whoever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I quite like that. And I'm, if I'm honest, I'm just happy they haven't binned it. And he's also confirmed it is still going to get an R rating. Good. Which I don't know how that works. If you incor- if you give it an R rating and then incorporate it into the universe, that's all twelve or twelve or PG thirteen. I don't I'm quite sure how that works. I don't think it will be. I don't. I, I don't think it will be. I think it's. Uh, I think the. I think you'll struggle to find any of them that will settle below the fifteen bracket with um, with this new DC branch. Tom. Tom. Tom J- James Gunn. I was going to say James Gunn. Um, I don't think he. Takes like I mean, his Suicide Squad. He's that was an I rating. Very true. Like I feel very like true. he's he's got this idea of this very dark comic universe. And if anything that he did with the Suicide Squad to go by, then I'm all for it. I think I think he has a great eye for for these universes. Guardians of the Galaxy are the best films to come out of the DCU and uh, the Marvel universe, in my opinion. I think they're yeah. fantastic. And um, what he did with those characters was outstanding. And then he took that and he moved that over to the DC and he did it with Suicide Squad. And he gave us some of the greatest characters in the DC universe that people had never heard of, never even knew who they were and transformed it into, into homestay names that everybody knew. And everybody, Peacemaker, who the fuck knew who Peacemaker was before James Gunn did Suicide Squad? No. He got his own TV series off the back of that. Yeah, and who in their right mind would have cast a wrestler and not a very good actor in a big movie like that. And he'd done it and it worked. It well, worked. the best casting in that was fucking Sylvester Stallone as a shark. <laughs> hey. 
Hey. The same way as Vin Diesel does I Am Groot. It was the same thing. It was perfect. Vin Diesel still makes me laugh. Do you know his fee for I Am Groot is on the same kind of level as the other cast members get paid? He does nothing. Surely they must be able to use the same ba- sound bites from the first film and just re-auto-tune it. Uh, go, go and have a look on YouTube. There's loads of um, clips of him in a theatre going, I am Groot. I am Groot. And like, like properly acting it. And you can see like emotion in his face. It's, it's fucking funny. That's ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> what have you got for news? Uh, so I've got a couple of things, really. One of the briefest things that I've got, which I have not a lot of context to go on with it, but I'm just going to... It was just a tweet that came up recently, but it was um, film updates on Twitter have announced that the upcoming Peter Pan film, the horror-inspired version, will feature a heavily obese Tinkerbell who is recovering from drugs. <laughs> now, based on <laughs> the fact that we have dropped Winnie Pooh, Blood and Honey, shows that we will likely not be covering this on our show. Um I'm 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 gonna go out on a limb now and say that I'm not a fan of this taking Hollywood, not Hollywood, but like Disney well-loved characters or pre-established childhood characters such as Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan, and they did it at Christmas with the Grinch, um, the Howard David Thornton thing. Um, I, I'm just not a fan. I don't like it. I don't think it's necessary. I'm just not on board for what they're doing with it. It kind of feels trauma-ish, if I'm honest with you, what they're doing. Yeah, and I I think it's one of those things that the people who are making these movies are making them on a shoestring budget. And I know straight away that they're going to be crap. If, If you turn around to me and went, Paramount Pictures are making a horror movie of Peter Pan, and they've given it a $60 million budget, I might all of a sudden stand up and pay a little bit of attention to that and go, oh, well, that could be quite interesting. But this is, I don't know, from what I've seen of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and we've cancelled it, and I'm not talking about why we've cancelled it on this episode. We'll save it for the next episode. But uh, I don't know. I just I just don't think, if you're going to take something that's as well-loved and well-respected as something like Winnie the Pooh or Peter Pan, you cannot do that off fuck all money because people are expecting a certain amount of things within that movie that you can't give them if you're making it on a tenner. And things like that, it's just it's just clickbait. It's just clickbait. And that's what they're doing with the plot of these films. It's like taking... Oh, fucking hell, let me think. El Nombre. It's, no, not El Nombre. But it's like taking Cinderella and making the fairy godmother an alcoholic. You know, it's like, oh, we've taken the fairy godmother and she's got a severe drinking problem. And every time she casts a spell, it just goes a bit wayward. So Cinderella was supposed to have a real nice shiny dress, but instead she got a three-peat tuxedo. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't no, get no, what... let, let's be honest. These type of movies, Cinderella ended up in lingerie. Yeah. Oh, she fucking... Ended up doing some pegging. Um, for those of you who don't know what pegging is, be, be, care, be careful what you type into Google. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think like it's just taking things in a direction that aren't necessary, and they're doing it because it's a well-established. <laughs> just get yourself together, man. Oh, what I think they're doing. <laughs> they're getting it. They're just getting it in in a direction that it just trying to entice people. So, ooh. Tinkerbell's heavily obese and he's recovering from drugs. 
oh, oh fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Just leave it alone. It's... Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs would be interesting, though. Sleazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, but all of them are recovering drug addicts, and and Sneezy is a cocaine addict, and and Dozy likes to smoke a lot of marijuana, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, like, and ha- Happy is banging Snow White. Happy's banging Snow White, and Sleepy's got a Xanax problem. You know, it, it's, <laughs> the list goes on, and it's just like, why, why bother, why bother just doing that? Like it's, it was, it was interesting when Winnie and the Pooh was announced, but because they've taken so long to release it now, it's already the hype has just fucking worn off. Like I don't yeah. care anymore. No. I don't care anymore. Like if that had come out and they had announced it, and then it was released on Shudder within a month. I'd have been like, oh, fucking hell, yeah, buzzing. I'm, I, I can't wait to see this. This is going to be great. It's gone for so long now, and it's still not out. And I'm like, oh, God, I just do not care. Don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah, and I care even less, and I'm looking forward to sharing the story of why, but we'll get to that oh, We'll get to that on Horror Movie Review next week. Uh, it's, it's a tale. <laughs> it's a tale that come out of nowhere. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my next bit of brief news is... The Return to Silent Hill, directed by Christopher Gans, Ooh, yes. has finished filming. Yes, that has finished filming, and it has a release date for the 27th of October this year. Fuck off, really? Yes, October 27, 2023. It will be in theatres. Christopher Gans, the director of the first film, is returning, and probably hence the meta title. So I don't know regarding casting. I don't know if Sean Bean's back. I don't know if, excuse me for not knowing her name, the very sexy Australian lady from the first one is back. I don't know um, whether it's going to be. I think it is tied into the first. I think it's ignoring the sequel. So I think this Good. is going to be, yeah, to fucking write for that. Um, I think this is ignoring the sequel, but I think this is a continuation of the first one because Christopher Gans didn't do the sequel, did he? No, quite obviously not. If you stand them next to each other, it's like, I don't know. It's, no. it's yeah. Fucking sequel dog shit. Yeah, so I think he's going back, and I think this is going to continue off of the first one. So it'll be Silent Hill, the return to Silent Hill, and then depending on how desperate you are, you can include that dog shit sequel that came out in the 2000s on it somewhere. But but this is excluding that, as far as I'm aware. Should we put that in for a new release this year? One to cover? Yes, please. Yeah, I'll go to cinema. I'll book that in straight away. Yeah, okay, cool, that's done. So, coming in October, uh, Return to Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely, I'd love that. to do that. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there for opening day for this. I think the fact that he's attached and it's coming straight out is is definitely noteworthy. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, we've got from now until October to get a little bit more details as it comes out, and obviously we'll keep you posted as it does on this channel and on this show. Um but yeah, it, it might lose itself along the way, but I think I'm pretty confident with him coming back and it being a continuation of the first that this is going to be something pretty special. Yeah, and if it's as good as the first, it will be something pretty special. Yeah, the first, the first great. one is the best. Yeah, it's the best video game adaptation to date. Next to Sonic the Hedgehog. What the, nah, still fuck that shit. I like <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, but the, the first Silent Hill film is stellar. Yeah, very, very, very good. Um. You and me both like shark movies. Did you like 47 nah, minutes? That's a bit of a vague statement. 
I okay. like really, really good shark movies. <laughs> no, you no, like no. Jaws. No, no. I, I like the best horror shark movie, which is Jaws, and you like the best action shark movie, which is Deep Blue. No, so- no, 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 no. I like proper shark movies. You like Jaws. Uh, let, let's brush over it. Uh, 47 Meters Down. Did you like that one? Yes. I love yeah. that one. Um, Johannes Roberts, who made that, is coming back to shark movies um, and has been given a big budget. I mean, a huge budget for this. They've not announced what it is, but they've made a point of saying that this is the biggest budget they've had to work with. Um, They're making another shark movie called Red Triangle, uh, which is a real place. There's a place called the Red Triangle. I think it's somewhere off the coast of California where great whites go and mate and hunt and stuff like that. Uh, this is a cruise ship that reaches that point and starts to sink. Awesome. I am 100% on board for that. What a great concept. It's Titanic with sharks. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Have we got a release date for that? No, nothing yet. It's literally just been announced. It was announced yesterday. Yeah. I love shark films. I love any shark film, apart from Jaws. <laughs> Do you like The Shallow? The Shallows is good. Shallows is really, really good. Really, really good. It loses itself at the end a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, when the um, shark gets all CGI and jumps out of the water yeah. and, yeah, it gets a little bit deep. Attack the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it gets yeah. a little bit deep, deep blue sea towards the end, doesn't it? No, 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 no. no. After all that good after all that good practical work, they kind of ruin it right at the end. Bit of CGI. No, I, d- I do like the Shallows. I think it's great. And I do even like the ending. It just does get a bit silly towards the end. Um, the deep blue sea is very grounded in reality, man. Like that's a proper thing. Like it looks very cool. Don't just look at me like that. You know I'm right. Uh, at what point is injecting a shark with growth hormones in its brain in an underwater lab that teaches the shark to get clever and swim backwards, grounded in reality? Yeah, because that could actually happen. That could be a thing. Uh, it could be a thing. Fucking aliens landing. The thing. Could be a thing. You can say that about any yeah. horror movie. Michael exactly. Myers could be a thing, but Jaws is actually a thing that has actually happened and will actually continue to happen in the world. Yeah, but fucking hell, it's boring to get there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what else have you got for news? You've upset me now. I've only got one more piece of tidbit for news, and that is the announcement that Showtime and Paramount Plus are interjecting they're they're combining their streaming services into one we don't have a name for what that streaming service is yet um i imagine paramount are probably going to get the upper hand and it'll be should we name it for paramount yeah go on what you got uh i'm gonna go with i'm gonna merge the two together i'm gonna go with paracase 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 i'll go with showtime Showtime, Paramount. I'm going to go with Showmount. Showmount. Paratime. 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 All right, stop. Paratime. Paratime. (laughs) Not only have we named it, we've given them a fucking marketing campaign. (laughs) So these two are merging together, and obviously with this comes the unfortunate announcement that Showtime's biggest seller, Dexter, goes with it. Um, obviously last year we had Dexter New Blood which was 
basically uh, a resurgence of the dreaded finale that we got in season eight, and it was their way of trying to redeem themselves. Personally, I I was quite satisfied by what they did with Dexter New Blood. I thought it was a good conclusion. I thought it was a good redemption arc for what they did in season eight. Um, it's a very conflicting season for a lot of people who are fans of Dexter. What's about to come is probably going to be a lot more conflicting for a lot of fans. So they have announced that they're going to do a Dexter origin story. Now, for those of you who watch Dexter all the way through its nine seasons, will know that we got everything. We don't need an origin story because throughout the eight seasons, we bounced back and forth multiple times to young Dexter, baby Dexter, teenage Dexter, adolescent Dexter. We we got everything we needed to know from his backstory throughout those full nine seasons. So I, I, I can't see anything other than the fact that this is just a... Cha-ching! Yeah, it's a cash grab, it's a bad idea, and it's just another way to bring audiences to this new streaming service because this is their big seller. But along with that, as well as the announcement of the Dex Origin series, they're also talking about doing a a greatest hits spin-off. So you'll have um, the Trinity Killer from season four, he's going to get an origin story. And then other multiple killers throughout the eight seasons of Dex or nine seasons, depending if you count season nine as a as part of it um they're all going to get like their own sort of little american horror story spin-off if you will um starting with the trinity killer and moving forward and the final announcement is that new blood which came out and spoiler alert for those who haven't seen new blood dexter was killed at the end of that by his son harrison harrison is then going to forefront the new season of dexter new blood season two which is just a horrible, horrible idea because Harrison killed his son. Harrison killed Dexter at the end because he found out he was a killer. The only way he could move forward in his own series, which would have any relation to a Dexter story, was if he then became a killer, which they insinuated quite heavily without throughout the first season of New Blood, only for him then to be disgusted by the fact that his dad was a killer, killing his dad, ultimately redeeming himself, and showing that he was a good person. So to then undermine all of that and give him his own show in season two as a killer would just be so contradictory. And I just don't get where they're going to go with this. And it's just, it's it's a really, really, really bad idea. Well, really if, bad they're, idea. if they're banging out, let's say there's six seasons there, that's just six times they've cashed in off of a good series. Yeah. <laughs> Well, apparently New Blood, the first season of New Blood, was like the the highest grossing TV series I've ever had. Yeah. But so the I... problem is, is like they made a mistake by killing Dexter off at the end. Like they could have quite easily done a season two had they not written him off. I think the yeah. thing is they wrote him off and killed him in that final episode thinking, this is it, we're done. Realised by the time it had actually come out, shit, this is a fucking cash cow. Yeah. Now it's too late. We've killed him in the final episode. Where the fuck do we go from here? Yeah, which, which begs the question now, how do they write themselves out of that hole? Yeah. I mean, what? you're not really a massive Dexter fan, are you? You're not. This isn't for I, you, is it? I've watched, so I've watched seasons one through five, and 
it's okay. Yeah, you're it just, all right there. That's probably the season. The end of season four is probably the best place to stop. Yeah, it just never really grabbed me. It's it's one of those things that I don't know how many other people do this. That you'll be told a series is so good and you need to watch it, and you watch the first season and go, eh, it's okay, and then you watch the season and go, eh, it's all right. And I kind of that's kind of where I got to with Dexter. So we got to like season five, and I'm like. Uh, it's kind of just rehashing the same shit I've seen in the other four seasons. Now I'm, I'm kind of done with it now. And I didn't follow it on from there. And there's quite a few shows like that, that you get to season four or five or 12. And you're like, fuck, this is the same shit I watched last season, just with different people. A good example. Yeah. And I, I love this season. This series is Peaky Blinders. Oh yeah. So season one, Thomas Shelby has a baddie who comes after him and his family. At the end of season one, Thomas Shelby comes out on top. Season two, it's exactly the same with a different baddie and the same for season three, four, five and six. It's exactly the same plot and storyline, just told in a slightly different way with some new characters. And I yeah. love that series. It's, a, it's one of the best series ever, but it is the same shit recycled. And had they gone any further with it, I probably would have tapped out on that as well. Had they gone... We're going to do season seven. I'd probably like, oh, I don't, I'm not really bothered now. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they need I to know at the end of the season where he got mayor, I think. Oh, when he became an MP. Yeah. Yeah. But best seasons the season after that, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the season after that, where he's kind of working covertly for Winston Churchill and he's trying to take down the fascists while at the same time, pledging his allegiance to the fascists so he can get like in in amongst their ranks. That so he is... ultimately became James Bond then. Yeah, effectively. Uh, J- James Bond, uh, like, he goes through like this big thing of like, he, what, he desperately, as it gets closer to the end, he desperately wants to be good. He wants to like leave all this criminal life behind and he wants to do good things for his city and he wants to do good things for his family. And he's such a good actor, a Cillian Murphy, that you really see the conflict, like where he's put in situations where someone's been such a prick to him. And you see him like, like touching the peak of his hat going, I could just cut your eyes out right now. And that like the conflict, and there's like a couple of times he'll win that conflict and he'll be the bigger man. And like to I think it's in the last season, a couple of times where he just absolutely loses his shit, doesn't care anymore. Yeah, but again, that's getting like fucking twelve movies, isn't it? Now, uh, no, it's got one movie coming. Uh, so one movie. So the end of I think it's the very end of season six or seven. I can't remember which seasons there were, but the very last episode, he finds out that he's. But long and short of it, he's been told that he's going to die. He's been told he's got a, a some kind of tumor uh, that they picked up on an X-ray, um, and it turns out that that was all fabricated to try and make him kill himself. Because they knew he wouldn't want he they knew he wouldn't want to be a weak, broken down man. The very last thing is he finds out that that was all bullshit. All right, and it, okay. And it ends with him basically leaving one person alive to go and tell the people who basically made him believe that lie that he's alive, and he just walks away. So they're going to do a, a movie to wrap up that last. They basically they left one asshole who he needs to kill remaining so they're going to do a movie just to let him kill that bloke right and then that's the end of Peaky Blinders is it 
Yeah, I, th- I think it has to be. I don't think they can take it any further than that because the time it's set in, they're creeping very close to the start of World War Two, and he needs to wrap everything up before that because in World War Two he would have just been conscripted to war and off he goes. Peaky Blinders is finished. Yeah. So uh, unless they take it full circle and that's how they end it with him being sent off back to war, started with him in the war. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But yeah, I, I I like Peaky Blinders, but again, it's something now they've done it. Stop, stop yeah. rehashing yeah, just and stop recycling that cow. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. That's all I've got for news. How about you? You all done? Uh yeah. I, I think I'm pretty much wrapped up. Um, yeah. Uh, one more thing. Uh, can you do one more verbal exercise for me, like we done on the last start of the last show, just just to end the show. Um, so you need to say this 10 times fast, 10 times fast. Um, you need to say three words. It's ice. And then you need to say the word bank. And then you need to say the word mice. And then right, you need to say the word elf. I have seen that. Ice, 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 No, 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 no. Do them in order. So ice, then the word bank, then the word mice, then the word elf. Ice bank elf. Ice bank mouse elf. <laughs> Ice bank mice elf. <laughs> now say it quicker. Is that right? Yeah, now say it quicker. Ice bank mice elf. Ice bank mice elf. Ice bank mouth elf. Ice bank mice elf. Ice you sp- bank you mice spank elf. yourself. Bank Fuck off, man. Do <laughs> so uh, you think I've been through enough tonight? Yeah, you, you have. I think it's it's come full circle. We We started... We started horror movie review like that, and we've ended horror movie news. It's like it's like a, it's like a full story. It's like we finished a season now. <laughs> yeah, a bit pissed off. I'm, I'm still real fucking angry about tonight. I'll be honest with you. I'm real disappointed in everybody else. Well, if uh, you're all listening, just know that I'm very disappointed in you all. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. At some point in the future, I'll give you a bit of a break. But at some point, if you want a proper quiz that the questions aren't written for, like people who've got degrees, I'll, I'll write some questions for you and I'll give you another crack. To be fair, considering they wear so fucking hard, I think I did pretty well to have uh, my own on that. You did. I'll be honest, when I got the questions through, I was like 30 at a push. Every question that came through, I didn't know the answer. No, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you all. Run at me. Run at me, bitches. Yeah, Mark is joint top with Imitation Dave. That's over on Horror Movie Review. Um, thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, we love you all, even the listeners, especially the listeners who tortured Mark and the former guests who tortured Mark. You're all my favourites. I think you're wonderful. Um, we will catch you. <laughs> uh, we'll catch you on Monday where we'll be reviewing The Black Phone. And then we'll be back next Friday with more Horror Movie News. So until then, be good. See you later. And just know, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Sometimes, that is what I Look at me, Damien. <laughs> Sarah, be my bloody man. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a time with one good scare, huh? What an excellent day for an exorcism. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs>